lot of bullshit going on down here. Let's just start breaking this. No more bullshit. No more bullshit. No bullshit. So kiss me and smile to me. Tell me that you wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. <laughs> I think Karen already corrected you. Living on a jet plane, don't know when I'll be back again. <laughs> oh, babe, I hate to go. Everybody, well, where are we at? So, I'm leaving on a jet plane, Karen, you know the words. You might help us get you on that. Jet. I'll be back again. I don't have the words in front of me. Oh, I need, babe, I, need I hate to go. <laughs> I love you, Mom. My mom used to sing that song when I was a boy. I remember Rainy Sunday was on 8-track. She has such a beautiful voice. Oh, it's nice. Just a beautiful voice. Can you turn that down now? I don't want that today. That was getting all over my John Denver, man. Okay, <laughs> listen. Welcome to Controlled Chaos. <laughs> It moves through here, people, and you know it. The news comes out of this basement. Lower level. Thank you, Karen. Ding! <laughs> out of the garden mezzanine. Whitmer's $40,000 secret plane ride. We'll unpack that cargo. We'll do that. And listen, by the way, I got to say this. Stop it. I got to live here, too. You know what? When I get this bullshit messages from, from the lovers, mm. it's not a story, right, Karen? It's not a story. Or it's petty, or you guys should move on. It's not that big of a deal. Get the fuck on out of here. Like, I could take Whitmer's name out of that, right? And put Trump's name in it, these reactions. And y'all sound like MAGA hat wearers. We're in the middle here. We're doing our job. You hate us in November. You love us in May. You love us in November. You hate us in May. And Charlie, if it weren't a big deal... Then and and I and I and I'll give her that if there were security concerns and she didn't want to talk about it prior or before she left, there's no reason not to come clean now and take the air out of a story. So if there's nothing to hide, there would be no reason to you know to fall on the no comment or I'm not going to talk about it. That's that's inexcusable. It is. Uh, hell yeah, it is. That's a forty thousand dollar like ask. Y'all want that? Do you remember when Trump? In the in middle of COVID, just before um, the Bob Woodward book, The Revelations, come out that he was downplaying COVID. And he secretly got on uh, Rupert Murdoch's jet and went off for the weekend to his golf course in Aberdeen, Scotland. Do you remember that? Do you remember that one? Yeah. Didn't happen. Oh, what? It didn't happen. I I'm just making a point. <laughs> what if that had happened? It's very believable. Of course it is. And he'd get fucking murdered and he should have been murdered. There's a lot of similarities between the two and how they handle things. 
A lot. Like and, what? And, um, well, you know what? I think there's a little bit of playing the victim here, right? You know, we, we kind of in America used to be able to make a mistake, own up to it, move forward, fix it, move forward. Now it's more playing the victim and why you did it and why everything happened. You know, Trump was always, um, uh, the media is the enemy of the people. Or uh, the Democrats just don't like anything I do. Uh, these Republicans don't, and it's always somebody else's fault. Never apologized. A lot of people like that about him. We see that out of her. It's the Supreme Court of Michigan's fault. It's the legislature's fault. And now it's a white supremacist website. It's a lot of I am a victim. Yeah. Partisan attack. Me? It drives me up a wall. Partisan attack. It's right. called journalism. Get used to it. If nobody else wants to do it, we'll do it out of the basement. Lower Be- level. <laughs> Garden mezzanine. Thank you, Karen. Oh, and by the way, before we get going, a- why? Uh, look at this. And if you can't see it, let me let me let me describe. Karen's got some dead flowers in the background. She's wearing. Dead. They look dead. They don't look like that sunroom you were showing off last night on Let It Rip. Oh yeah, let's check it. Let's see. She's what got, look, look, look. What she wearing? Velour. See this? <laughs> look at that funky couch. Like cool carpet. Plants. Wow. What, what are we getting for this show? At least we we get a very happy Karen, right? Yes, and I can relax. I'm comfortable. I'm enjoying myself, even though I'm losing my voice. So this is this is me. This is me. Nipsey hustle over my shoulder. I've got. I'm good. I'm good. And what was so, cool about Let It Rip was because you know, like I don't have to like keep a train rolling here, like a, a program, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually got to listen to you. You're <laughs> fucking brilliant. Thank you, Charlie. Yeah, you I, love, I, I appreciate that coming from you. But Charlie, can, are we ready to start this conversation? Because if so, I've got some questions. Okay, I want, hold I'll, on there. Let me let me let okay. get the rest of the show in here. Um, okay. Also, speaking of like you know taking some money, Detroit City Councilman Gabe Leland pleads guilty for taking cash and car repairs from Bob Carmack. You know, friend of the show. He resigns his seat. His lawyer Steve Fishman will join us. Steve, one of the top-notch defense attorneys in the United States who would win a whole lot more cases if he actually defended people that were innocent. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> but he got a nice deal for Gabe. Uh, Red was going to go knock on uh, uh, Gabe's, Gabe Leland's door. Pants Gabe's door, mm-hmm. but his phone bagged out. He'll be in studio a little bit later. And hit it. Oh, yeah, this is huge. Breaking news. A big, big, half-baked exclusive. (laughs) This is going to be huge. It's almost 100% confirmed except for the person, him or herself. Who's going to run against Whitmer? It's big. It's huge. It's big. And it's growing. (laughs) It's growing. And and, uh, I'm getting it through the political transom. Phone's up all night. Karen, you're getting calls. We won't say from where. Wait, 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 wait. Don't give it away. (laughs) So remember, share, share, share. It all goes through here. Nonpartisan, no bullshit. We get it done. This would be a very interesting election. With a cell phone, a legal pad, a pack of cigarettes, and a clean pair of underpants. That's how we do it in the No Bullshit News Hour. And it's accurate. Oh, and listen. You snot-nosed kid working for uh, Whitmer. Don't you put bullshit out the story's inaccurate and then never tell me what's inaccurate. You haven't returned the call. Listen, son, this is how it works in big media. You might have gone to Michigan State. 
I went okay. to the University of the New York Times. Give hey, me. I went to Michigan State. Okay, that's, that's not, cool. That's I'm, not I'm praising reason. you. That's a big thing. <laughs> well, he's a, he's got a lot to learn. Don't do it, dude. Don't do what, it. What happens when you're 12? Ask those around you, man. Never call me a liar. I hate that shit. Mm -hmm. Or a white nationalist or a partisan. Answer the fucking questions. We are the people. That's our seat. There's like, you know what? There's the, the low cla lower classes monetarily. Mm -hmm. There's the middle class. There's the upper class, the elite. And then there's the bureaucracy class, the bureaucratic class. It doesn't belong to you. You don't sit in there. You know, you know what the bureaucracy is? It's a couple guys with engineering degrees and a bunch of failed lawyers getting in the way of people's business and walking around like they mean something. Like yeah. they're getting deals done. Yeah. And we saw it uh, really fall apart for her, man, with this whole uh, lie. It, and it is a lie. I don't know why more people haven't just painted it as a lie. She is lying about the trip. And, and, who, and who wrote her lies? Who wrote her into a corner? They did. Her crack communication staff. The, the first one that pops in my head is that, and because and, and, I had talked to you a little bit about this, because I don't understand how most of this works, but it's a personal trip. They said that. Yep. They said it was a personal Locked trip. Locked in, personal trip. Going to see daddy who's chronically ill. Nice one. And she paid for it. No, the taxpayer did not pay for it. That's what they said, yes. Nice and clever. Yeah. But now it's coming back to bite her in the ass, because who paid for it? Well, right? it's me sitting in my basement in my underpants. Those manscape underpants are quite nice. Oh, yeah, they feel good. Yeah. Free shout out to them. <laughs> and I'm like, exactly that. Who? I mean, last week I was doing that on national TV. Who paid for it? Simple question. We'll get to it. We're going to get to Gabe Leland. We're going to get to the big, big, half-baked, semi-exclusive and try to reach said person live so you can see how this works, people. Um, but first, as always, the No Bullshit News Hour is brought to you by American Coney Island. The proprietess... Grace Carroll, who has been asked to join the Small Business Administration Group. You know why? Because I don't think there's any small business owners on the Small Business Association Board. You're not feeling the pain. Who's actually speaking for the people? Who's from the people? Who's the small business we can't afford to lose? Who? Yours. You. So I think Ms. Carroll has been asked to in some way be a face or a voice because small business wears at people. No bullshit. What are you doing? Mongo? Yeah. We're going to have Adolf Mongo on political analyst Adolf Mongo. So support, support, support. Share, share, share. Go to American Coney Island at the corner of Lafayette and Michigan Avenue downtown. The inventors of the Coney dog, the original in the world. Or you can get a Coney kit. Go to AmericanConeyIsland.com. And you ready for me? Yeah. Give me Luke. Oh! Brought a life Remember, if you're not a member of the elite, <laughs> and get themselves lifetime health care at 60 years old after working for five years for the government, how nice would that be? You don't got that. You actually got to work. So how you gonna pay for that? You all know what healthcare is doing? How are you gonna grow your ass? Yeah, and you don't sets. have these cushy uh, pensions. Exactly. People in the public sector do. What if you're a copper and they took a little bit? They, they took your cost of living adjustment. You gotta do it yourself. Better yet, you gotta have Luke do it for you. And don't wait until mm -hmm. you don't have. 
That's the message today. Call 248-663-4748. Luke Nowacki. Talking about annuities and retirement accounts and college saving plans for the kids. Stocks and bonds. Make the call now. Your politicians and your children are dependent on you. Luke Nowacki. At the Royal Alliance Association. 248-663-4748. After all that I'm talking about, Royal, Royal Alliance Association Incorporated. Maurice Davis, King of the Party Blues, seeking re-election in Ward 2 in Flint. Hello, Flint. Well, good job on figuring out when she went down to Florida and how she got there and who paid for it. Is that a question? And how long she was there. No, it's kudos. I'm throwing it to you. It, it, is, uh, it, it was really good work. And my next question is, so she claims she paid for it. Did she really write these people a check? Well, let's get, get ahead of ourselves, right? Okay. People, some people might not know. So what are you asking? Put it, put, it, put it in a position where you can encapsulate the story while you're asking me that question. How did she get to Florida? How did Gretchen Whitmer get to Florida? Yes. Gretchen Whitmer's people got a list of people that own planes, rich people that own planes. And they make calls when she needs an airplane. This time, she went down the list, and it was three very prominent Republicans mm-hmm. here in southeastern Michigan. Uh, that co-own a plane, the Cotton family, which were are Meridian Healthcare, right? Medicaid, Medicare, health plans, very rich business in front of the state. Um, PV, uh, PVC Chemicals, the the Nicholson family. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. they they share the jet, and the Maroon family. We you know, know the, the Ambassador Bridge. Everyone the, knows that name. Yep. Very big Republicans. Uh, millions, millions a year to Republican causes. That's what. That's who they are. Mm-hmm. So the Democratic governor. People reach out, I need a jet to go see daddy. Why she didn't get a charter, I don't know. A charter for a 21-seat Gulfstream, which is what this is, round trip, look it up on Google, it's 40 grand. Hmm. It's 40 grand. So what are these Republicans going to say? Here's what they told me. I don't know. I don't know why she didn't charter her own flight, but when the governor, you know, I don't want any fucking trouble, she take the jet. Yeah, she's got a lot of power. Yeah. They have to say yes. 40 grand is a fuckload. Wow. Is an ask? Well, she misread that. Where's the check? I Look, I don't know about you. No big deal to you. Big deal to me. I don't like my government officials take it, asking for $40,000 ass. Just go book it yourself. Charlie, think about this, too. You know, her dad was a big wig Blue Cross Blue Shield. So these are relationships that I'm sure he already had. So for her to say, you know, hey, I want to go see my dad. I mean, that connection is is lending support to that that uh, favor being delivered as well. Hey, Adolf, you on? I'm on. Oh, hey, man. What do you what do you, Adolf Mongo? Longtime political consultant. The guy really when I got here. Showed me the ropes, showed me what was really going on, told me the history you know, I'm, I'm forever indebted to you for that, my friend. Um, you've worked with Granholm. You worked when Figer got the nomination. So you know what you're talking about. What, what do you make of a $40,000 gift like that? But listen, as soon as she got on the plane, she owed all three of them a favor. I don't care if she gave them 40000 20000 It just don't look good. Um Kwame Kilpatrick went to jail because he flew on Tony Suave plane several times. You can't do that. If, uh, she went to see her sick daddy. Uh, I guess he wasn't that sick. 
That's not political. So she couldn't pay it out of her uh, campaign fund. Uh, she could have got her own charter. I, I agree that she can't catch a regular flight, but she should have paid for it herself. Not ask these folks who doing business with the state of Michigan and three Republicans. You know she owed them, owed them big time. She don't need to write them a check because what she already did, she need to pay back her debt to them. They don't want a check. What is a check to Matthew Maroon or James Nicholson or the other guy, Cotton? Nothing. Zero. They 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 want some uh, favors, and they got it. Soon as she got on the plane, she owed them. So is that uh, Adolf? Is that all theater then? Writing this check does it does it not get cashed? Does it? Uh, I mean, it fulfills her duty, but yeah, that's what I learned. Adolf calling around to I eat shitload of lobby. I worked I worked a hundred hours on this to make it simple and solid. Here's what I learned, Adolf. Yeah, there's the 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 okey doke. I wrote you a check. It's expected never to be cashed. Oh, listen, it's like uh, buying a. Uh some uh, rich person uh, condo that's worth forty million. You give them a hundred grand for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Uh, listen, this is like the navigator, the the, the uh, of the Kilpatrick administration. The more uh, you ask the questions, uh, the uh, different answers you're gonna get. Just come out and say you you fucked up. It was a mistake, etc. But she she owes them big time. She got in bed with three prominent Republicans. I wonder what what the conversation was. And where was her bodyguards? Were they on the plane, or did they get paid to fly ahead? Yeah, that's a that's a great question because as Charlie exposed last weekend, <laughs> we know that uh, they didn't contact the Florida State Police. So are we led to believe that? There was no state police. There was no advance team that went down there and did what they usually would do. Who else was on the plane? Hey, Adolph, but who else was on the plane? (laughs) Yeah, Who knows? They had a little powwow. What is it? Three hours uh, flight. Listen, the game plan, people forget that Whitmer is a child of Blue Cross. Prominent Republican. (laughs) Yeah, her dad. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so I'm not. I am not surprised that she ain't got in bed with them. I, I I'm I'm just stunned because look, she wrote herself into a corner. Then there's just the small little lies that come along with it, right? Yes. Such as I was gone just two days. Well, I I got the flight logs. You got you were wheels up seven a.m. on Friday, and you came back wheels down seven p.m. on Monday. Those days count. Those aren't travel days. That's four, that's three and a half days, I guess. It's four that's fucking four, that's days. four days. Yeah. Did it cost the taxpayers money? Well, what do you think those troopers are going down there? Cost. It cost it cost them money, but the, the, the game plan was did her father meet with uh, uh, Nicholson, meet with Maroon, meet with Cotton? What was going on? Listen, yeah, I I lived at a time when when Coleman Young was uh, flying his own uh, city jet and he got beat up, but at least he wasn't uh, being bribed by somebody with a jet. There's no question. <laughs> the taxpayers paid for that. We knew where that was coming from. We don't know where uh, what 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 kind of deal was made on this plane. Three hours there and three hours back, and maybe no deal was made. You know, I don't do I don't make any leaps. 
Maybe no deal was made. Nah, there was about, some deals. Nah, there's some deals made. This is some bullshit, man. It's our chair. Yeah. And I got a real problem with somebody taking a $40,000 junket and then coming back here and telling me Florida was so dangerous that I'm not going to forbid you from going, but you shouldn't go. And then everybody else in the office beats it down to Margaritaville. It's hypocritical. Yeah. It's poor leadership. And now there's a money element to it. And I'm not saying it's illegal. And I'm not saying it's legal. But it's bullshit. And you know, if Trump did it, we'd be up his, rightly up his ass. And imagine that scenario. You think his ass hairs are, are orange too? <laughs> well, you know, Trump did a whole lot of shit. So, but she wants to outdo him. You know, she's your governor. Oh, 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 oh. Adolph, how do you think she gets out of this now? Like, what's the next lie going to be? Well, let's, no, no, no. Let's, okay. let's reframe that All for right. a second because we got a real political yeah. guy here. Adolph, how would he handle what's, Teach these kids that she has. And by the way, kids, answer me. Adolph, what's the strategy going forward here? What would you advise the governor to do? Be up front. Be up say, front. You, say you fucked up. A mistake. And get past it. Because the more you run from this, the more legs that you have. This this shit can go on and on and on. You might find something else that happened on the way to West sunny West Palm Beach. Or where you might yeah. have stayed. That's true. Like again, yeah. I, I don't know what she's used to. I don't know what she's but Adolf, Karen, Mark, you grew up in a time here when the when the media was very vigorous. In mm -hmm. fact, they were so vigorous they were called the press. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, they're, they're not afraid of this. They're doing the people's business. And so, I'm going to keep going. I think you learned that. And oh. here you go. Well, go well, you got a bunch of, you got a bunch of uh, $12 an hour reporters covering <laughs> news in, 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 in Detroit on these stations. They, they don't know the community. They don't know the players. And they don't know a, a good story if it smacks them right in the middle of the face. So this is what you're dealing with. There's no investigative uh, reporters at the main newspapers. At a time when you had the news and the free press actually had competition against each other, and the anchor people and the reporters from the TV stations did dislike each other, and they all went for the juggler vein and, and, and tried to get the real news out there. Uh, you don't have that anymore. You know, all they waiting on is a press release. I was a newspaper reporter, and when they when you got punished for not being out and about looking for stories, they gave you a bunch of press releases to write some uh, some bullshit stories, and that's what they doing. You know, so whatever whatever they uh, uh, release from the governor's office, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. Mainly with TV news, they're going to follow suit and say uh, there's uh, much to do about nothing. You see, they, they won't even touch it right now. Here's, here's the thing, Karen. Here's the, the reputational thing. You're starting to get an idea, right, of the dithering and the misdirection and the contracts that were going on early and all of that. Remember, the director of health, I report that. She goes down to... Gulf Shores, Alabama. Then we find out Wimmer goes, I report that. They're going to leak that. Then I report this one. Now, now, now watch what's coming. Those are hors d'oeuvres, people. 
That's a little baba ganoush, a little bit of black olives. You know what I mean? Try try the tahini. It's very it's a messy plate. Yeah, because the lamb is in the oven, and it's almost ready. So when I come to you, folks, the big question is, what happened in those nursing homes? How many really died? It's almost ready. It's almost ready. So I want you to remember the reaction you're getting on a very simple one when the real devastating complicated one comes. Wow. Because that's coming. And it's going to be, this isn't the first things she's lied about. We know about her husband going up and raking leaves, that hilarious joke that uh, he played about getting the boat put in. I mean, there's some, a lot of misdirection and flat out lies that she has put out there. So I think when it comes to the nursing home, uh, she might want to be a little more open and honest, but. I led to believe that she's been lying about that too. What's up, Red? Red makes it in. What's up, brother? <laughs> Sit down, man. Eight old manga's on the line. You know, comfortable, unjustifiably, because when Trump was in office, you know, everybody was siding with her, and that that was this back and forth. So she was able to incite this: "I'm a victim." You know, I'm a woman. I'm being picked on. You know, come and come and support me. You know, then people start gassing her up about you know being big Gretch and wearing the the, the Cartiers and all of that crap. You know, and so I think that gave her a false sense of I'm above all this, and that's nowhere near reality right now. Oh, well, she's been reading her own press releases. <laughs> read, 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 you know, the bottom line is she fucked up, and she got to pay the price. A political price. She already got uh, uh, made a lot of enemies. She hasn't done what she said she was going to do. Where's the roads? Fix the damn roads. Yeah. Insurance is screwed up. Let's not forget about that. That was something else that was on the table. And, don't, and, don't, that, for, and don't forget this. It's coming like July. That yep. auto reform stuff is going to put a lot of injured people on the street. They're going to cut off their benefits. Watch yep. that coming. I'm getting a lot of, I've been looking into it, a lot of chatter on that. So, Adolf, Adolf, you there? He's, he's I'm, there. I'm, I'm worried about his health. Oh, oh now I'm worried about his All health. Right. All right, he's out. Huh. Thanks for that, Adolf, cuz. Did, did the fucking internet just bag? You know it. Yeah. Okay, I quit. <laughs> Seriously, this is fucked up. Drew, fix this shit. Come on, man. What kind of fucking network is this? <laughs> the No Internet Network. The No <laughs> Internet News. No bullshit. What the fuck is wrong with this house? It's fucking haunting me. There he is, the villain, the white man shitting all over my fucking career. I got a Pulitzer Prize. I used to be something. Now I'm stuck in this basement with a shitty internet. Lower level. (laughs) I would never try to watch porno down here. Red, I want you to do me a favor, brother. As the junior member of the No Bullshit News Hour, I want you to go wrap yourself in some Reynolds wrap and take a hanger and go stand on the fucking roof. Fix it, Drew! I got a couple metal hangers in the trunk, too. 
I want my three hours I spent with Comcast uh, three days ago back. Well, I, I want to get your hey, money back. <laughs> wait, 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 Red, what are you like a like a house call abortionist? Where I get some <laughs> some fucking hangers in the trunk? <laughs> hey, too bad they're plastic. I don't know. Oh! What, I don't know what generation you from, but when the reception was bad, that's what we got. Yeah, you said hit my brother, make him go stand with the hanging, <laughs> watching his three stooges. Don't move, motherfucker. Right. Put that left foot back up high. Okay, we're back. And as promised, some big, big, exclusive half-baked news. It's huge, but it's going all the way around, Karen. You got to call. Where'd you get to call? From where? Yeah. Do I say it? Yeah. From some friends in the department. Police department. Huh. Okay. Police department. Who's going to run against Gretchen Whitmer on the Republican side when they don't have anybody? Here's what I'm hearing. Hit it. God damn it! (laughs) 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 The No Bullshit News Hour is exclusively learned that quite possibly and very probably... Detroit Police Chief James Craig will be resigning his seat and running on the Republican ticket for the nomination for the governor of Michigan. What? Yep. Not Hollywood. Yep. What? Yep. You hearing that, Karen? That's what I heard. I got a call from somebody uh, in the department today. So In, in the inner sanctum. In the inner circle. Right. Yes. Could you imagine that? Now, listen, where I got it, this is going around all over the joint. It's kind of quiet. This is what I'm told. Mm -hmm. He wants to announce next week because there's a graduating class of cadets this week, and he doesn't want to overshadow it. Sorry, guys. It's classy. It's Yeah, it really is. It's the right move. It's the right move. Could you imagine if James Craig runs? It's a brilliant pick. Yes. I think, I think honestly, he would win. I think that the community would embrace him. I think that he would be an ideal candidate. Uh, and I think people that may not otherwise think in terms of being on the Republican side would opt for that. I do. I, I think, I think he, he would definitely, uh, make, make your, your sitting governor quite nervous and your mayor. To, to quote him when he first came to Detroit and was cleaning up crime and loading the criminals on the bus, come on, get on the party bus. Well, yeah, let's look at it like, okay, the guys run some big departments. Mm-hmm. He has a really good relationship with the community of Detroit. He's got a really good relationship with everybody in southeastern Detroit. He's got a fabulous uh, relationship with the press, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. He's a conservative guy, but he's a black guy who's not you know, right wing. He's, he's what black people are. They're conservative people. They want law and order. He understands white people and brown people and, and immigrants. He understands all this. He's he's got a strong national profile, Charlie. Don't forget about that. I mean, you can frequently see him on Fox news, on CNN, MSNBC. So he already has an elevated profile that would uh, lend, lend support to his, his uh, candidacy if he decided to do it. So the, the, the math here is, He's going to pick votes out of Detroit for real. Oh, yeah. definitely. Whitmer oh, finished third in that last primary to Tandahar and El Sayed. Mm-hmm. So she's not. So imagine that. That's a big That's... freaking deal. And he's got experience. Now, I've got my issues with him. You all know that. 
I keep close track of what's going on. That's that's for the campaign trail. We'll put them through the paces. But Karen. Yes. Can you call him? I can try. Okay, there you go. Look at Karen. Got got his number right in there. Only on NBN, we call them direct. We don't wait for no camera interview. No, it's actually actually three numbers, so let me try one. <laughs> yeah, let me let me uh that's how you know you're important when you got more than one phone number. I have more I have more than one phone, uh Ray. Thank so. you for proving my point, Karen. You're important. You know I, I'm just looking one, two, three, four, five. I have eight chiefs in my phone. That's pretty good. All right, let's see. That tells you what was going on. Well, yeah. Unless you got all the numbers in a very short time span. That's Charlie getting old. He can't see his own damn phone. Okay, there we go. Okay. Okay. I'm calling you. Uh, Charlie asked me to give you a call. We are on the air now. He's not on the air. Tell him. Yeah. You're not on the air, but I'll let him know. Okay, well, that's fine. I'm just following through, sir. Ask him. Back. Ask him. Okay. Bye-bye. Ask him. Bye-bye. Ask him. <laughs> he said he's, uh, I'm not going to tell you where he said he was. He said he'll call me back. Wait, you didn't ask him. No, he to was tied up. Call to make right, sure where's the, the internet mindset. dying out when I need it? <laughs> but, but that's already proof to his leadership skills. Because, you know, yeah. Karen normally don't back down that fast. And for her him to cut just like oh, that. No, it's not backing down. I'm respecting the fact that, you know, right. a lot of times people answer the phone when they really shouldn't. Okay, they okay. Make sure it's not Thank you, emergency. Emily Post. <laughs> Can you call the guy back and ask him just... No. What? No, what? I'm not. He said he'd call me when he's done. I have to respect that, Charlie. Well, no, you should have the phone. phone. You just go like, wait, let me teach you all. <laughs> How to use a phone? <laughs> How to be a reporter. It goes you like this. his number? You call him. Okay, quick, quick question. Are you running for governor? Okay, I'm, I'll have to fucking do it. Unless you caught him in the middle of a wife. I don't know. Are you calling him? Was it a funeral or something? I'm not saying. That's not for me to disclose. Did he tell you? Yes. You're a, this is no bullshit news. That's totally bullshit. <laughs> what are you, Whitmer? You're hiding things? <laughs> I'm not gonna, he's not going to pick up this phone. Here, I'll give you some dialing beats. Roy, a I know, it's all you can make of. Oh, you're not picking up, Karen. Well, I mean, she did kind of just tell him you were on the show, so I don't think he would answer you right behind her. Charlie, this is the thing. You know, whatever it is, he will give you the courtesy of telling you, he'll respond, and he'll be accessible. I respect that. So we heard what we heard. I didn't hear I anything. Can only, I can only imagine that he, until he makes an official official announcement, yeah. he remains committed to being chief. Oh, just Karen, would you stop writing his words for him? Jesus. <laughs> hey, Gretch, are you listening to the professional over here? This is how you do it. Listen, you snot noses. This is how you do it. This is how you do it. I'm not 12. I know how it's done. <laughs> well, you don't do it for, you, for him. You're with us. Karen's well, wearing but, many hats. Hey, wait a minute. If he runs for governor, let me give that some thought. <laughs> <laughs> so is this a pre-audition on them speeches to write and then that campaign stuff? That's what this is, He's Karen? Writer. Come on, Red. Karen doesn't want that job. Karen's okay. already done that. She wants she wants like a contract. <laughs> okay. Get in the government, get a contract. You know what? Maybe maybe I should be lieutenant governor. Let's think oh, about that. Ooh. It's funny you say that. I wonder that. who he yeah, is. It's he? funny you say that. Maybe I need to call him back sooner. It's funny you say that when you're talking about Lieutenant Governor. Now, listen to what else is going around the transom. Candace Miller. Mm -hmm. Okay. Who 
in February before Margaritaville Gate was dead even with Whitmer herself. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Candace Miller is the former Secretary of State, a Republican, at a time when we're talking about election laws and how to make sense of this. Good pick. She cleaned up a mess in Macomb County with she, that drain. She ran out she, the mob mm -hmm. yeah, in big Macomb time. County. That's not an overstatement, yeah. No, that's a fact. Mm -hmm. And in the middle, she was a really well-regarded congresswoman. Homeland Security Committee, right? Mm -hmm. She's, she's self-made, doesn't have a college degree. I'm told she feels funny about it. But I'm like, that's who we are. We love that. Yeah. Self-made woman. Right. That's what we like to think we are. That's what we, we want to be. That's pretty good. Not from the re regular machine. Right. And now dig this. She's got a little problem with the Florida trips herself. Ready for this? Yeah. She and her husband used to fly down in their jet. Ooh. Well, at least they have a jet. A little kit that he built in the garage. <laughs> <laughs> After he got home from Vietnam as a fighter pilot. Wow. Well, there's some juxtaposition. Now, now, those are almost mirror images, you know, when you're looking at <laughs> yeah. race and, and gender. Of what and, we have, yeah. And that's a very accomplished ticket. And not to take away from Gilcrest and Whitmer, they've been through a lot. A lot. You know, I mean, that with no experience whatsoever, yeah. they got a world of it now. That is a good ticket, a good matchup all the way around for the people of Michigan to decide which direction you want to go. Yeah, that's a really, I mean, he would be a very, very strong pick. Politically, um, my, my first thought is, why would he want to do it? Are, are you surprised that he would want to do it? I mean, you know him, Karen, you know him. Are you surprised that he would want to run for governor? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. And again, we're all, we're speculating because we're hearing and he has not officially said that this is what he is going to do. Way to go. Uh, but, exactly. but certainly, listen, you know, you've got people that have proven leadership skills in other areas that want to be able to apply those to a different, you know, especially where it impacts the, the area of their expertise. So, you know, if you're head of state or head of a city, you're able to direct resources and, you know, realign things so that we can have a safer state. I think it's doable. I, I really think it's doable. Well, and personally, you know, why would you do it? Because your life, you've been a mover and shaker. That's sure. That's where you are. That's what you do. Right. See a problem, try to fix it. And there's a little, oh, sure. There's a little bit of megalomania in any conspicuous chair that you see. Yeah. Right. But they're, they're all built to do that. It's a natural thing when you're the chief of the Detroit fucking police. That's a heavy ass job. Well, how long do you want to be the chief to of the it, chief of police right. in Detroit? And the guy could retire. He's got pensions. And especially because you're not given the support and the resources yeah. to your department and your officers to even be effective. This is where Charlie and I venture off sometimes because Charlie says, you know, it all falls in the chief's lap. But ideally, it falls in the mayor's lap that's for a, not directing resources to the department. You're lying. Mischaracterize me. It's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to ask you, Karen, what do you think? Uh. Mayor Duggan is going to feel about this if if he gets it. If this is true, he would be and should be shaking in his boots. Let me say that. Can you can you elaborate? That's interesting. Yeah, why? I mean, well, rightfully so. First of all, if in fact, and I'm saying this is if um, the, the, the chief were to run on the Republican ticket, you now have a chief of police and a deputy mayor for a Democratic mayor who would come out as a Republican. Hmm. What 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 happened there? Uh, two, the governor is 
in charge of the state. So now becomes a superior to the mayor. I'd just like to see that happen for a lot of reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 I would too. That'd well, be very interesting. On the positive end of it, and again, like I said, this is breaking half-baked news, but it is really serious. It's really, yeah. really being discussed. Our phones are blowing up, and we've been up at night discussing it. So we'll, we'll let it, it may not be so, but it's being considered. That's fact. That's news. Absolutely. Okay, so that's clear. That's great, yeah. Yeah, th- that would be interesting. But on the positive end, Karen, the the mayor and the, if if Craig was to say be governor, I right, just to imagine it, mm-hmm. they have a working relationship. You remember when Whitmer was running, Duggan tried to take her out, didn't want her in there. So it's, it's a marriage of convenience, but there's not a lot of love going on in Michigan. You know what? I, and I, I remember way back, you know, this man not started out as a um, congenial working relationship. I mean, it's, there, there, there's a lot of behind the, the, the scenes stuff that took place early on uh, that would have changed this uh, outcome. Let me let me say that. I know you don't like when I talk like that, but that's okay. <laughs> well, Mark's going. Well, there's, I'm thinking there's a little bit of politics in being the the chief of police. Is it is it the, is it the yeah. same? Is it worse? Is it different when you're a governor? Because there's a machine behind all that too. Is there a machine behind the politics the chief of police has to play now? Let me do it this as way. the position. This this this. Let me do it this way. When you're the governor, right? You have sub governors, right? You have the the sub-governor of roads, the sub-governor of health, the sub-governor yeah. of water. They actually run this shit. Kind of like a cabinet? Yeah, that's okay. exactly what it is. And they they run the one paper executive summary up to you. And you make a call. Mm-hmm. Chief of police? Oh, dude, every, every racist, every narco guy stealing shit, every bad shooting, everything you have to live. Yeah. There is no shield. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're no they're no hiding there. There's no no answering questions. There's none of this. Play the governor when re- asked by a reporter, point blank. Finally asked by a reporter. <laughs> talk to me about the airplane. Here is what she did. This won't work. Listen, I've I've said everything I'm going to say about my trip to go check on my father. It was a quick trip. It was an important family uh, reason for doing it, and I've got nothing to add. We don't discuss my travel. I have received an incredible number of death threats over the last year and a half. There are a lot of reasons that we don't discuss how I travel and when I travel, and that is, that's all I'm going to say at this point. I've, I've told you I've said everything I'm going to say on that right now. That's not the question. The question isn't about, like Karen pointed out earlier, the question isn't about your future travel or how you travel. The question is about this one trip. Mark, why you fucking lied about it? And even her Period. saying that her her safety was her concern when she took the trip, so she didn't disclose it then. Okay, let's say that's a legitimate reason. The trip is over. It's over. We're now back. So I didn't disclose my departure or the method by which I went to Florida for safety concerns. However, I did travel this way under these circumstances uh, for this length of time, and now I'm back. And how it was? How was it paid for? And it is a question because taxpayers are. are you know the story. We need to know. Well, yeah. you know, she's worried about the guy who built the uh, homemade DeLorean in his garage. That's who she's worried about. She's scared he might be able to go back in time and <laughs> catch her at the airport, <laughs> getting on the private jet and take her out, you know, since she had Terminator. Yeah. No, here's the thing. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Keep digging, Whitmer, because that hole's getting bigger and bigger. Because here's the thing. How about this? I'll make you a deal, madam. I already know 
the flight number. I know when you lift it off. I reported it when you touch down. You can Google your dad's address in Florida. I'm not even going to ask you about that. Um, who made the call for you for the airplane? Can I see a copy of the check? Did you stay at your dad's? Why didn't you call the police? If, if, and it, she's telling the truth. Well, she did get a lot of death threats and it's yeah, bullshit. I, yeah, yeah. It's bull you might not agree with her, but you treat, treat her with some respect, people. Stop. By the way, I'm going to do it again. I'm not down with you saying she's a liar. She's a killer. Grandma killed. She killed tens of thousands. I, I just, you know, I get up in the morning and I don't want to see it. I don't. Keep your head about you. Facts and only facts, right? I, I don't want Hitler. Whitler. Oh, Whitler. Right. <laughs> it's childish. Other things, though, Charlie, let's remember, and Patty just reminded us this, that she still can't be for you. Remember that. And she ran on transparency. Sure. Remember that. Sunshine laws. Mm -hmm. All the way down to the Sunshine State. <laughs> That's what she ran. That, that only applies for everybody under her. That's what y'all didn't read the small print. The transparency is for everybody under her. Okay. Unbelievable. All right. So that's what we have. We're on it. Good luck, media out there. <laughs> <laughs> She's done talking I know, about I it. I know his yeah, phone's right. ringing up now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for that. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's, that's, that's you know, like I told you, that's what we're working on. That's what we know. That's what we hear. We put in the call. Karen didn't ask the question. Where was she at when they asked her that? The construction site? Because she sure looked like she was about to go operate a Fort Lift or something. I don't know. Who, who, Jimmy? No, no. Uh, uh, Whitmore, Whitmore, Whitmore. When he was asking her the video. questions. Yeah. Looked like she was about to go clock in and move some steel or something. I don't know. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm sure it's some photo op. Okay, listen. Can we, can we, can we get Fishman on the line? I will get him on, yeah. See if we can do that. Only if you tell me about ADR. Oh, you want to hear about ADR? I would love to hear about ADR, ADR. consultants. Yes, please. I know they're honest and ethical, but what else can you tell me about? Well, they, can, they can get the job done on time and get it done right. Right? That'll the, work. Listen, uh, call 248-318-9424. Barry Ellentuck for a consultation. Get your shit fixed. Okay, but here's the thing. I'm going to tell you real quick about Barry. Look, people, Barry does construction, procurement, IT, you know, gets the business going, works for the city. Things are bottled up. That's what he does. But he's part of the community. So the community's calling Barry. Man, I bought a $200,000 house from the land bank and they're fucking me. <laughs> what do I fucking do? He, she says, I'll pay you on installments. And Barry's like, let me know what, what it is and, and I'm going to do a pro bono. He just, you know, because he's part of the community. So don't call Barry up for like pro bono shit, but that's the kind of guy he is. Another guy calls him up. Can't can't negotiate the unemployment. Who can nowadays? Exactly. So they're like, I heard Ellen Tuck will fix shit, right? So Ellen Tuck's like, look, I'll make a call, send me your stuff, and and keep your money. He goes, I'd rather fucking pay you than those fucking assholes. <laughs> so that's Barry Ellen Tuck. He's of the community, for the community, and in the community. Hey Barry, come over here and fix the internet. Oh. I'm calling Barry Ellen Tuck for that one. Drew, call him for a free consultation. 248-318-9424. Get me the fuck out of here. Okay, no fishman? No. That's okay. Try him one more time. I will. It's okay. Right now, try him. And then everything is okay, Charlie. Oh, yeah, exactly, man. 2022.0. Everything is okay. Shit. Blame it on the COVID. Oh, show's fucked up. Just blame it care? on the COVID. We had two shows today. Nah. So we're trying to get Steve Fishman. The noted defense attorney, right? 
Um, Detroit City Councilman Gabe Leland pled guilty this Former. week to accepting $7,500 in cash as well as car repairs from Bob Carmack, the how do you, the oddball. Yeah. <laughs> and allowed to stay on council for an entire year. And he, I saw him on a Zoom yesterday. Two years, right? Two years. That's the, crazy. And and was the deciding vote for the $250 million in neighborhood revitalization funds. So the misconduct, it, he pled guilty to misconduct in office. It's a felony, but Leland will serve no prison time. And his 2018 indictment on federal bribery charges, he was indicted by the feds for bribery. That'll be dismissed. That's a so pretty good that? That's a pretty good lawyer. Is it? Yeah. So first of all, what I would ask Steve, and if he's not there, that's fine, man. He's there. I am here. <laughs> Thank, thanks for, for doing it the, the other day. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I called him up. He goes, fish, man. I go, Ladoff. He goes, what do you want? <laughs> exactly. That's what I say to everybody. Don't feel bad. I say it to guys I grew up with. So <laughs> I think people what, say it to you too, Charlie. But what's going on? So listen, man, um, we're talking about Gabe Leland here and, it's not often that you get indicted on federal bribery charges and they get dismissed and you get a misconduct in office and no prison time. That's You're right. Pretty, that's it, pretty good. it doesn't happen often. That's true. In fact, it's never happened before in my 48 year career. So was it, was it the case was so flimsy or is Gabe uh, cooperating in other cases with the federal authorities? The case was that flimsy. There's absolutely nothing to cooperate about, nor is he cooperating with any authorities. The, the feds recognized, and I give them credit for recognizing that what I had said from the beginning of the case, which is that it was a state court misconduct and office case, there was no bribery. There wasn't anything to bribe them about. The property had already been sold by the time that the contribution was given to them in cash. And one thing that nobody's mentioned other than me, no one, including the feds, ever claimed that one penny of it went in Gabe's pocket. All of it went into the streets and you guys are familiar with how you have to raise money for the streets to, you know, take people to the polls and things like that. Everybody agreed that that's what happened. He didn't get a penny himself. You mean he, walking around cash for people that are going to help you with your campaign? Yeah. I, I don't know if I'd call it, I don't know what it, it, it's probably not legal, but I think everyone does it in, in big cities. They, if somebody drives, you know, they're driving older people to the, this is what I hear. I mean, I've that's true. No, this is really good for the audience because this is real life. Yeah, they drive. They drive people to the polls. You know, it's it's legal. I mean, you're not supposed to get paid for it, but it's certainly legal to take people to the polls. Although the Republicans don't even want you to give them water anymore when they're standing in line. Um, but all the money was spent, you know, on the election. And quite frankly, there was really was no bribery case at all. And this plea agreement recognized it. He did what he pled to. He said it right on the tape. I can't take cash. It's fucking illegal. I think he said something like that. Uh, so, you know, everybody's making this big stink like it. Well, not everybody, but some people are trying to suggest that it had to do with race. That's a joke, obviously. Uh, it had nothing to do with anything other than the evidence in the case and the evidence for a federal charge. It, it probably shouldn't have been brought in the first place. They delayed quite some time before they brought it. In fact, I had kind of forgotten about the case. Uh, and then all of a sudden they said, hey, we got an indictment. And you could go back, Charlie. You know me. I don't talk to the media when a case is pending other than, you know, they'll give you a funny line about what Gladys Knight said. And I heard it through the grapevine. I don't stand there and talk about the case. But in this case, you can go back on the TV 
uh, I, we came out of court, and I stood there as long as they wanted to ask me stuff. And then they, you know, some of these guys from TV said afterward, God, this must be a lousy case. If you, I said, why do you say that? They said, because you're talking to us. I said, well, you're, you're probably right about that. Uh, you know, you got to give the feds credit, though. They, they, they charged it, and then as it fell apart, you know, and Carmack got in more trouble, you know, and more and more trouble, and now he's charged with, what, three or four felonies. Uh, you got to give him credit for recognizing, hey, maybe for once Fishman was right. And we, we can solve, resolve it another way. And it's perfectly fair. Is it? Yeah. If I can ask, you brought it up. Sure. Uh, people, is it about race? Because here's the white guy on council and he's taking cash and he's on a wire and he's not getting a day. And well, yet- I'm telling you, I, you know, I can, of course it's not about race. It's, it's absolutely not about race. Well, they're going to let the Jew go and make the brother go to jail. I mean, come on, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> It's about evidence. You you have, you can't go to federal court. The government, look at, I represented Ben Jansen, remember in the Figer Jansen case? They wound out with egg on their face. We represented those cops in 10, 12 years ago, 104 counts of not guilty. They indicted Marlinga. He's found not guilty. The feds don't like that. It, and I don't blame them for not liking it because they look bad. If you're going to indict a, a sitting council person or you're going to indict a prosecutor from, you know, from Macomb County, or you're going to indict a bunch of police officers, or you're going to indict a guy like Figer and Ben Jansen, you better have evidence to convict them. Otherwise, you look lousy. And that's what would have happened here. I mean, you never know what a jury's going to do. But I am telling you, you guys haven't heard all the tapes. You know, you, you have to have context. And context is a word that gets lost sometimes when everybody's talking to the press. If the context of the case, if you listen to the totality of it, it's just two assholes talking to each other. Kind of each one counting the other one. Yeah, I'll help you. Or yeah, here's some money. No, I can't give you a check. I have to give you cash. You can't give me fucking cash. I mean, it's, it, it just, it sounds like nothing. And you got to remember also. Yeah, don't forget the extra large guacamole. Yeah, and no, not to mention they're in a titty bar one time talking. I mean, it really is a fantastic uh, scenario, right? The, the feds send a guy who's supposed to be working for them and they wind up sitting in a titty bar eating guacamole and talking. <laughs> I, I mean, come on, you know. And keep in mind, Charlie, you're not talking about a case where you got an idiot for a defense lawyer. I'm not saying I'm the greatest lawyer in the world. You are you one of streets, But you give me street stuff to work with, and, you know, I kind of know a little bit about the streets. And it just would have looked terrible. I really would have. They did the right thing. I remember one time uh, it, he was defending the, the kingpin of uh, uh, cocaine, right? And he goes, Steve sitting there, he says to the, the judge and the jury, he goes, look, he, he could have sold Truckloads of cocaine. Yeah. He, he, maybe he did. I don't know. Did you? <laughs> Truckloads of cocaine. No, 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 that's, that's got, that's that's got nothing to do born. with the case. He you're, didn't you're, murder the guy. Oh, about murder. No, you're, you're, when you were about eight years old, there was a guy who was a kingpin. He's now long since dead. And they charged him with like three grams. You know, the, the cops planted it on him because they wanted to get him. And literally, that was part of my argument to the jury. I kind of had to concede he was a big shot drug dealer. And I said, do you think he's driving around with an eight ball of cocaine? I mean, come on. <laughs> and the jury, literally, they were out 15 minutes. Honestly, yeah, they came back. And it's not like they didn't know who he was. I mean, everybody in the city knew who he was. I'm not saying every jury did, but it was a recorder's court jury in those days. So you had city people. And they knew damn well that this guy is what everybody claimed he was. Who, what's he doing with an eight ball? You know? Yeah, right. So, was, I mean, my point is, is that you, there's, there's really nothing, there's nothing to look for other than you look at the strength of the case. It has nothing to do with race or ethnicity or whether the guy's purple with yellow stripes. It, it made no difference. He could have been a seal you know, or whatever he was. It's just that the, the case wasn't strong enough to proceed. Steve. And the resolution, you got to remember, he pled to what he did. I mean, give him some credit. He did. 
And like, he acknowledged it. He you know did, I mean? and I give him credit for that, but he did you know. it. And it's like, you got to go. And I don't know why he was well, hang, to, hanging around for two years making decisive. I, I'm gonna, exactly. I'll tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. It had no, look, it, it had nothing to do with him. He was able to stay there because nobody, and I guess the council, I don't know how it works. I'm not a politician. Nobody insisted he resign, or maybe there's no provision for him resigning. There is a provision. You're right. They were spying Well, whatever us. it was, they should have done something, if, if that was the case. And then the reason it was delayed for so long was, number one, the Fed case was pending, and then we made the deal, and then COVID came, and we couldn't get in court. I mean, we, we'd, been getting, we'd been ready to do this deal from, I'm not going to say March, but it was pretty close, and we just couldn't get to court. And then the paperwork, you know, then, then uh, Kim disqualified the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office, so now they had to give it to the Monroe people, and they, you know, it was basically up to me to get the thing rolling. And it wasn't simple. It really wasn't simple because this COVID has really screwed up the court system. You know, there, there's so, no nefarious so, stuff, is what I'm trying to say. Everybody's looking. Ooh, maybe Fishman. Well, let me maybe. ask you this: being a, a citizen of Detroit, are yeah. you basically saying the only reason he stayed there is because the city council and the ethics committee didn't do their job? Nobody came forward and said, hey, you got these indictments and charges pending. We think you should stand down. I think what I, I'm kind of saying that, but keep in mind, keep in mind what I'm, I don't know the rules there. You know, I'm, I'm just a, you know, poor boy lawyer from Mumford, you know. I don't know what the rules are. I just know when I saw comparisons to other people, I happen to have represented two of the other people that they were writing about or talking about. I don't know what they did. If they have a provision like that, that was on the council to do it. Sure was. It really was. Steve, and the provision must things, exist. But Steve, you say you don't know, but you would have found out if those things did not line up in favor or in favor of your client or your case. Am I That's correct? It, it depends what you're talking. You're talking about what, him getting dismissed from the council earlier? Or Whatever the, you said, you don't know what the rules are relative to counsel and how, if right. in fact somebody is it. You said you don't know, but if those things were not in your favor or in in Leland's favor, you would have found those those rules out. You would right. have taken. It, it, you would have done your due diligence to find them out if they were not in your favor. Right, but the point I'm saying is that there, there was. I'm just a criminal lawyer. There was nothing I could have done about it. If they if they came out and said, "Hey, there's rule number six hundred three point one." You got to step down, I, and, he, and he asked me what to do. I tell him you got to fucking step down. What else can you do? That's the rule. Yeah, I'm trying words, to keep I, your ass I, out of prison, dude. Fuck the no, city no, council, no, which he understood entirely. No, he, he he never expected me to do. He he hired me. Look, his dad and I went to high school together. That's how far back I go with the family. Did his dad, did, well, did his dad ever eat off of your plate? No, no, we weren't that kind of crazy. Okay. Okay. I was playing basketball. He was you know out there getting ready to be a politician. <laughs> but no, no, we we were we weren't. We, we didn't grow up in the same neighborhood. We just went to Mumford together. And then, of course, you know, I mean, everybody from Mumford in our group, everybody knows each other. You know, all the, the brothers and the Jews, that's what we had. And so we were all, you know, not not that we grew up and went to Bagley together in Hampton, but I knew him. And then so when I, I met Gabe before he was a counselor, you know, he introduced me to his son at some outing, on, you know, somebody's birthday party that we both had relatives or something like that. But the point I'm saying is that Gabe never asked me to do anything other than what my job is, which is to represent him in the criminal case. Keep he my ass out of prison. Me, no, no, well, but but he never asked me to interfere, you know, with with something with the council or with his position. You know, I, I I wouldn't have done it if he asked me, but he never asked me that. They should have, if they needed to get rid of him earlier. That was on them or whoever it is that's in charge of those rules. It wasn't certainly it was not on me. I'm, I'm representing him in a criminal case. Let that's me ask I'm, you. Let me ask you this last question. Because this is beautiful. Oh, by the way, I believe you are the last 
white dude out of Detroit to be an all-state basketball player. Is that correct? No, no. no I think that what they claim is I'm the last white guy to make All-City. No, there's... Oh, well, you're the last white guy to make All-City? Well, well And he plays a mean Casio. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm going... Next week, my wife and I are going because my college teammate, Tom Zanovich, who you can't say it's Detroit because it's Sam Tramick, but it's really Detroit. That's the greatest player, the greatest white player ever in the history of the city of Detroit is Rudy Tomjanovich, which is why he's going in the Basketball Hall of Fame next week. Rudy Tomjanovich. Okay, yes. last one, brother. Yeah. Um, compare for me, if you will, if you're willing to. Sure. Gabe takes 7500 bucks and he uses it for political purposes. Yep. The governor of Michigan takes a $40,000 jet and doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> is, is that an issue? I, I, look, that's politics to me. There's nothing criminal about that. I mean, this is this is for all. You, it, it's good talking points for all you guys who are involved. And this, this is the kind of stuff you have. Your radio shows and you know the media people like to talk about. It. I don't even have an opinion. I think it was dumb, personally. Or if I was going to do it, the way I always look at it, Charlie, is the same on anything else. Before you do something, you should always think: if people find out about this, how will it look? And it doesn't have to be a politician. It could be anybody, right? If I walk down the street with my pants down and somebody, you know, and I'm just Steve Fishman and someone tells my wife and my kids, is that going to look good? And if it's not going to look good, I'm kind of saying, you know what? I'm going to pull these drawers up because I'm not walking like that. I mean, that's, that's how I would analyze the stuff with Gretchen. I, I don't have any opinion. Okay. So in some total, uh, one of the more prominent defense attorneys in America has this advice <laughs> for the governor. Yeah. Don't walk around with your pants yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> keep, 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 keep your drawers up. That's the way we would have said it at Mumford. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. Steve, okay. thanks. Thanks, man. I really do appreciate you jumping right. out for a quick minute. Okay. All right. You guys have a good weekend. All right. You too, man. You too. So he said he didn't have an opinion, but he said it was dumb. So that is an opinion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He looks bad. He's a right. lawyer. Okay. And, and you know what? He, he thinks what we all think. It's yeah. all like this now. You expect it in politics and you know it's wrong. Well, yeah, and there's things about rules and laws, but there's also there's ethical things too. Oh, I mean, but he, he's a lawyer. He's a good lawyer. You know, sure. oh, race doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, it does. It has something to do with everything, but it's fine. He did his job. Whatever. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that hang. What do you think out there? Go ahead and. And Hamtramck is not Detroit. Share, share, share. Right, Red. All day long. Dave share, share, share. Red, being a Detroiter, all day. Wait for my signal, please. Yes. <laughs> we decided to send red to Gabe Leland's house, which nobody over the years bothered to f- figure out that it's actually Redford. So the city councilman who's on trial for bribery or for misconduct in office for his li- lives in Redford. For lives in Redford. Living in the city. Yeah. Crazy. And this segment is brought to you by speaking of houses, Hall Financial. How about that? Huh? That was a segue. Wow, boy. Listen here now, if you feel good about your interest rates, because it's near the if, if it's in the threes, you feeling good? Mm-hmm. They're at the all-time low. They're at or near the historic all-time low. If they're not down in there, if you need a little extra cash, you want to redo the kitchen, right? Trying to, you can save a couple of months just by refinancing. You go to Hall Financial because rates are at historic lows. Don't wait for all the phony money coming out of Washington to start driving it up. I'm telling you right now's the time to act. Hall Financial's fast and they do all the heavy lifting for you. So go to davidhallmortgage.com or call 248-308-5000. That's NMLS number 1467435 and equal housing lender which we like. I don't think you can lend without being equal housing, can you? 
Uh, maybe the guy in the van could, but not, not a legitimate organization. I, I wouldn't. Call. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay, so anyway, Red, go ahead. Quickly set it up, bro. Well, uh, we decided to go see if we could talk to Mr. Leland himself, but he was not at home. House looked shaded and drawn. I think now he's down in Florida. Um, and after not getting a knock on the door, I went and asked the neighbors, you know, hey, did is he here? Do you see him? Does he actually live here? Or Does is he this actually a dummy address? Here? You know, do we got the wrong place. They actually roll well, it. Yeah. So now we're next door at one of Mr. Leland's houses. And we're going to ask him if they uh, actually see Mr. Leland. Has, does he come in or do they see him coming and going? Numbers are broken. Hey, how you doing? I just wonder if I could speak to one of the neighbors. I'm from NBN News with Charlie Liddell. And I wanted to ask y'all, do y'all uh, know the former city councilman, Mr. Gabe Leland? Just want to ask a couple. No, I don't want nothing bad, but I want to just ask, do y'all see him come and go on the regular? Is he a regular resident? Yes, he is. Uh, so he do actually reside over there? Yes, he does. Okay, well, that, that's all I want to do. I want you to like, uh-huh, we ain't got nothing bad no, to say. No. Well, we do appreciate you uh, giving us that answer. Or nothing okay. And uh, I'm Detroit Rare, NBN News, with Charlie LaDuff. Yeah. You can catch us everywhere around on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right I advertise. Got to sell. Okay. Tell us, share, right. share, share. Thank you. Well. That is classic. Oh, well, red. Ba-boom, bing ba ba boo Thank you. I try my best. My cameraman's actually still sitting in the car waiting for this whole thing to be over with. Fucking bring me he, down here. Wait he, a minute. He, he was nervous as hell. He, yeah. he, I told him, we're about to do a run-up. He's like, a run-up? What is that? It's called a door knock. Oh, run-up, door knock. I'm no, all no, no, no. Listen. It's, oh, listen. it's called? It's called a door knock because you know what? You don't want to be the kind of reporter that's running up. You're, okay. you're going up there and you're knocking on the door like a man. You're right. Yeah. You're in right. the hood, it's called something else, but I'm not going to say what it is. I'm sorry, Karen. You know they still getting me professional here. That's exactly what right. an excellent job, Red. That that was a classic exchange. You are doing an excellent job. And I want to let people know because they kind of answered the door like we all do in Detroit. That was actually referenced. Yep. <laughs> they, they didn't even open the door. They just opened the screen. Hey. Now look, it's very the law is very specific here. You got to live yeah. in the city. Yeah. You got to live in your district. You say you're representing. Now, Red, what you did there, brother, and I'm very proud of the development here. A comedian, you're a fantastic Uber driver. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but you're, you're you're doing all kinds of stuff. You do your, your stuff from the car, follow Detroit. What's your Facebook? Uh, uh, a comedian Detroit Red everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And now is this the third part which informs himself in his comedy? Because he's actually out there in the streets doing stuff. What you accomplished right there, brother, was classic local television. Hey, man, how you doing? You don't live up here. Yeah, what are you doing here washing a car? You know, that, that house you said you got over there got the really tall grass. It's classic television reportage that nobody did that you got and you didn't have to go on forever and ever and ever. That was fucking dynamite. No one does door knocks anymore. And no, you never never see them. It's like Detroit gets faked out so much with its representatives. Like you you just caught the guy. Fake. Fucking rat. And and I want to kick this out here just to whoever supposed to be watching all this shit in Detroit. How did this go on so long? (laughs) Great question. I mean, really, this was actually a matter of public record. Just throw that out there. 
So it's not like it was hid, concealed, and couldn't be seen. Then he did this little bit, got no time. Shit, you get more time for selling a dime bag of weed in Detroit than you do committing uh, what it's misconduct, as they want to call it. That's fucking true, too. Yep. That is, yeah, you do. Yeah, you know, it, the, the stigma with these politicians of do the crime, do the time, that's bullshit. Nobody's doing time. Except my weed man, which I wish y'all let him out because I don't have no goddamn weed. He needs to hire fishmen. And let's be honest about that. It ain't the weed man. It ain't one motherfucker doing a day for no weed. weed it's anymore. the coke dude. Yeah. Well, I don't know that guy, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to go with my weed man. You'll be doing door knocks all day. All right, Karen. <laughs> Karen, going to give you the last word today. Uh, you know, Charlie, first of all, I want to just thank you and Red for just doing the homework, for doing the just doing the due diligence and bringing people factual information, not telling them what to think, just encouraging them to do so. I'm going to encourage everybody, pay attention, listen and hold people that you place in these offices accountable and be receptive to a new name, a new voice and a new vision. You know, this is no bullshit news. Hey, I cursed. Yes! And uh, I'm enjoying this, and, and yes. I appreciate it, Charlie. Mark, you guys are great, and uh, let's just keep growing. Did you enjoy the cursing, or are you talking about the whole show? Because that, that cursing for the first time can really be invigorating. I got tingly down there. <laughs> In your basement or your lower oh, level? Oh, she's hot and a bad. <laughs> bad girl. I don't and, know what to say anymore. <laughs> and, before we go, can you just show us real quickly again Karen's sunroom? If it didn't die, nah, fuck it. I don't even want to. You're asking. The I don't even want to take a chance of the goddamn internet going down again. <laughs> I do want to say this, Karen. I seen you guys on Let It Rip last night, and I'm starting to see what the hell Charlie's talking about. The the Let It Rip sets be the fucking most awesome. And then we get on the show, and I just see you here in the home office, like in the corner with the dead flowers. <laughs> There and they're is. plastic. That's look, the bad part. Look at that nice house, Red. If you're listening, yes. to, look at that. She's wearing velour and stuff. That's <laughs> not velour, Charlie. But you know what, Red and Mark, I'm going to tell you this, Joey. While you're listening, I'm trying to talk Charlie into doing one of the shows from the back deck by the pond when the weather breaks. So oh, we're going nice to do that. Oh wow! <laughs> like do it. like the view. And I'll wear pantyhose. I swear to God. <laughs> I think your internet is slightly better than it is here. You know why I'll wear pantyhose? Because I like wearing pantyhose. I love the support. <laughs> Spanks, but no spanks. Yeah, boss, I'll let you do that one on your own. <laughs> Enough of a man. I bet you know, look, I didn't even shower today. You know why? I didn't want to look at my COVID self. I was like, you know, I might want to do a push. I fuck doing push. I'm old now. Don't feel bad. I ain't seen my toes since January 2020. So I'm gonna get you some mirrors for your shoes so yeah. you can find it and hit the toilet bowl. Kind of hard to look over that hump of a stomach and see the toe. Yeah, Red just flops the fucking stomach onto the rim and <laughs> hopes he hits it. <laughs> Something's happening down there. I got pretty good aim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Remember, like, if you can't love each other, try to respect one another. See y'all next week. Love y'all. All right, love you guys. Thanks. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say goodbye But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn The taxi's waiting, he's blowing his horn I'm so lonesome, could die So kiss me and smile to me Tell me that you'll wait for me 
Hold me like you never let me go. I'm leaving everybody on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go. There's so many times I've let you down. So many times I've played around. I tell you now, don't mean Every place I go, I'll think of you. Every song I sing, I'll sing for you. When I come back, I'll bring your wedding ring. So kiss me and smile to me. Tell me that you wait for me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. Even on a jet plane, don't know when I'll be back again. Oh babe, I hate to go. The time. Now the time is one more time. Let me kiss you, then close your eyes, and I'll be on my way. Dream about the days to come when I won't have to leave alone. About the times I won't have to say. Kiss me and smile to me. Tell me that you're with me. Hold me like you'll never let me go. 'Cause I'm leaving on a jet plane. Don't know when I'll be back again. Oh, babe, I hate to go.